There's a lot of really good things about having this show now going to video. It's really exciting. You can see us if you're watching there. And if it's just the audio later on, you may not even notice a difference. But, I mean, Tucker said he was looking at the chat and they were not surprised. Dear viewers, you were not surprised that we were running late. Hey guys, it's Only Weird Games. We'll start five minutes after we say we're going to. You are listening to KC Sports Network. Proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Red Beach has spoken. The Chiefs have a solidified, at least for now, 53-man roster. And the practice squad has even been fleshed out with a couple interesting additions and departures. Welcome to Only Weird Games here on Case Esports Network. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Seth Kaiser and Nate Taylor. Yeah, you can watch us all across KCSN. You can grab the show in audio form in the KCSN podcast feed plus KCSN app. There's so many ways you can watch <laughs> this show now. Uh, as, as long as your uh, mic and camera continue working, which uh, it has been, it's been something to watch you get to uh, to game speed. I have absolutely no reason whatsoever to doubt my ability to figure out this light, this camera, this camera, this mic. Okay, okay. For those who can't see, maybe I pointed <laughs> at the mic when I said camera. It's hard to say. Who, who's to say what I might have done? But I know ball, and I'm ready to talk ball. I've got a list. Of things I'm ready to talk about. Oh, here, hang on. Is that the is that the correct list? Yeah, I don't, don't give it away. I also, I mean, one, I of, one of it one of it is uh, John Elway's win percentage before and after Terrell Davis and Mike Shanahan. It's just <laughs> interesting reading. We might get into that a little bit. What about you, Nate? Never has any technical difficulties. Taylor, how you doing? I, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I think we finally got through the roster stuff, which leads me to. Everybody's asking, what's the next check mark? You know, we're just on this video game track and it continues to just keep going. You know, like, when do we get to the end of this? Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give another update, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm, sure, and I'm sure much like the video game, we just keep blasting through the, the checkpoints, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't know, guys. I really don't. Like, that's... that. Look at Seth. Seth is in solemn, quiet prayer right now. Um, I don't know. And now he's, he's rubbing his know. face. And, I don't and know. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. You know, I spent uh, last night... Uh, I'll do a quick uh, plug and, and thank you to the Carriage Club. Because I spoke to some of those members um, last night. You know, I got to show them the All-22. Um, so, that was pretty that's cool. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, these these this is the film that the coaches watch. Um, Seth, would you like to know the first clip I, I gave the Carriage Club um, that I showed them from this past season? Like the the first clip. I would love to know. I have got a few guesses in my head, but but I want to guess. I'll throw it. Let's see. Let's each take one guess, uh, Seth. Uh, my guess would be uh, Jones's sack of Burrow in the AFC Championship. Josh, corn dog. It, ladies and gentlemen, was the ASE Championship, the last drive of the Cincinnati Bengals. Because, of course, um, and, and just a little background story. Yes, Seth, we, we know you know ball. Uh, Can't just be for the video, people said. I, I couldn't even read what little message you were holding up to the camera earlier. I don't want to know, frankly. I yeah. said I was here early. But, but anyway, like... <laughs> I, uh, I, I speak to the Cares Club. This is my third straight year of doing it. Um, it's usually after cutdown day and before the regular season starts. So uh, by the graces of God, August 30th was the perfect date. Um, and I knew that a lot of uh, the members wanted to know about Chris Jones. And I just wanted to remind people, and I guess I'm telling our listeners and our viewers now, like, if you have the chance, if you have nfl plus or if you dvr the game like or just i don't know that's on youtube or whatever but just watch what he does in a two-play span and i showed it from 
the end zone camera of the all 22 to to the Cares Club members last night, he devours a double team on second down and yet is still the closest defender to Joe Burrow. Yep. For an incompletion. Yep. Then we get to third down, and I love that one of the members, uh, this nice lady said, well, <laughs> I thought positional value meant that the edge rushers are the more valuable player at the position. And I say, correct, ma'am. Where's 95 on this screen? Yes. Where is he? Oh, he switched places with Carlos Dunlap. Yep. He is now playing the edge. He has found the <laughs> one matchup he has wanted on a critical third down, which is the backup right tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I play the clip, guys. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. There he is. <laughs> Joe Burrow has less than four. Joe Burrow has less than three seconds to decide where to throw the football. And because of the way the coverage was set up, uh, which was, I guess, correctly called by Steve Spagnuolo, um, there's not a clear open receiver in two seconds. So guess what? He devours you. And so I just wanted to remind people that's why he wants $30 million. Just so everybody knows, that's why he wants $30 million. I don't know if he'll get $30 million. I don't know if the Chiefs will agree to such a deal, but that was my opener to explain to the Cares Club that's why Chris Jones isn't on isn't with the team right now. He's on the team, but he's not with them. This is why he's holding out, because there's only one person on the team who can do what I just showed you in two clips to go to the Super Bowl or to help you go to the Super Bowl. And that's that guy. And I and then and then the next question, somebody was like, So when's he coming back? Yeah. <laughs> I said, Maybe Sunday? I don't know. This is so stressful. If I can expand on that for a second, because something that a lot of people will talk about, like if you give individual anecdotal evidence for a player, then what someone will inevitably do is give individual anecdotal evidence back. Like, well, what about all those games he didn't have a sack in the playoffs or something like that? Um, the big thing with Jones, and this is I wrote about this twice last year before the playoffs, where I talked about how he was closing out games. Um, the thing with Jones is he has the ability... And this happens usually once a game, maybe Mm. twice. It just depends to literally end drives. And that as a defensive player is the most valuable talent you can possibly have. It's close to a turnover. It's like a turnover with an auto punt. When you, when you, it's like, if you had the ability, if you had a guy that you were able to say, this guy is as close to a guarantee as it gets in the NFL to a guaranteed interception per game, but the interception is like 40 yards back because they will punt, right? Yeah. That's what Chris Jones does. If you think of uh, of turnovers, because that is you are turning the ball over when you punt it, and he does that every single game. That's why guys like him, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, these guys are rare because they're not just really good pass rushers. They are a different level to where in certain situations – no matter what the scheme is, no matter how what what where the, the protection is sliding and that kind of stuff, they can still affect the play dramatically. And when you talk about like protection sliding one way or another and stuff, uh, that matters a great deal as well because yep. what that means, like last year, Mike Dana, every year has gotten better. I'm excited to see him. He had some one-on-ones and he's a good rusher from the inside and you get that because the center is always sliding to Jones. On the very rare occasions they don't do it, like I, there's one, you know, if you take from like one of my favorite plays of Jones of all time, he was one on one on a third down against Zach Martin because Zach Martin is one of the best guards in the history of the NFL, and Jones just swallowed him up. Now, now Zach put up, he put up a fight, man. Like that was it was it was it was so cool watching <laughs> the hand displacement, and he just couldn't do it. And it's like it's just the highest quality. Teams build around when we've got an elite guard so we can leave him one-on-one. But you can't do that with Jones. So just to expand on that point, it's not just about that one snap. It's about what that snap represents. It's kind of like any time I do a film review, I, I I will show a play. That play isn't proof. That play is demonstrative of what's consistently on film. 
and he's the one guy who can do that. And I just want to see him and Charles and Medu next to each other so bad because they're both so good at rushing from the inside. Yes, I said Thanksgiving, Seth. What do, you, what do, what do, I, what do I have to do? <laughs> and I what hate waiting for stuff by Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, what? Be 20 degrees outside here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think, you think Steve Spagnuolo is going to show that before Thanksgiving? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, um, he didn't even show Medu rushing from the inside to the third preseason game. Hey. And then... <laughs> A minute who he moves him inside and it's like pressure, 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 sack, pressure. That poor and it was the poor guy's like this backup left guard. It's like this dude was not here for this. Like <laughs> that dude get cut. You know, we should figure out if that guy got if Charles Minahu into that dude's into that dude's stay. Well, I don't I don't it's a great question. The the one thing I would say too, on top of Zach Martin getting a restructured contract because he is very good okay. for the Dallas Cowboys, is um Here's my one thing, Chiefs fans. Start praying for Nick Bosa's bank account. <laughs> um, the San Francisco 49ers need Nick Bosa just as much as the Chiefs need for shows um, to help solidify the market, to help get a clearer picture. And as I said in the last episode, um, and I mean, Schefter's put this out. I mean, it's it's no league-wide. Nick Bosa gonna get all of them. Just so much money. But the thing is, is that like with Aaron Donald being at the top of the defensive tackle market, uh, we need to find out where Nick Bosa will go. And that could actually help the Chiefs and Chris Jones's representation understand this is what a premier pass rusher gets. Chris Jones argumentatively is a high quality elite pass rusher coming from an interior position. And of course, Aaron Donald got paid more similar to edge rushers, not the position that he normally plays from. And so if Nick Bosa gets a deal by tomorrow or Saturday slash Sunday, um, that actually may help the Chiefs because it's just another it's just another touch point in what the market is and how Chris is sort of not just himself versus all the other defensive tackles, but him versus all the premier rushers in interior in from the edge so is there anything to glean nate specifically on the chris jones front from what brett veach said yesterday he had his first press conference in a minute nate is shaking his head just to go ahead and give us a little preview um let, let me ask this question differently nate what did brett veach say yesterday um and why does it not move the needle for you it doesn't move the needle for me because i don't think either side's position has changed and i thought Brett Veach did a fine job of just saying, well, we've taught. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. It, I, I, I'm sorry, has the deal been, has the deal been finalized? Has it been agreed upon? Has it been... I haven't heard any side like necessarily giving in or compromising to an effect, but what Brett Veach could do to at least uh, calm some Chiefs fans' fears is that, like, hey, we taught. Um... It's pretty clear as of right now, you know, Chris will still do his thing on Instagram. Shout out to him. It's been a great, it's been a great saga. Uh, I watched this man and his child today and I was like, yep, this is why, this is, this is why I'm employed by the athletic to, to know what this man is putting on Instagram stories and TikTok and other things of that nature. But Did she play the three tech, do we think? Is there any chance now I, or soon, maybe futures deal kind of thing? I don't know. It's just, it was, I just enjoyed that. Like I hit the button. It was like, I don't, I, ah, chef's I kids. do it every time. Every time. Ooh, I, Chris Jones, Instagram story. I wonder what this is going to, to teach us. And then it's either useless or cryptic and, or it has Michael Bay in it. Yeah. And it's, again, it's been a great saga. Honestly, like I know fans are, uh, displeased by this, but you gotta admit like Eric Berry never did anything like this. Justin Houston never did anything like this. Kelsey has never even like gotten close to not being on the practice field, let alone the potential of missing games. This is it's a good saga. It's a really good saga. I know it's I know it's over long. It's overdue. I guess you're like I thought this movie should be two hours. It's now trending on three and a half. Um, I I thought I came here to watch a a ship seat. What, what, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, this, where's the ship go sink at some point, right? I mean, where's that iceberg? 
What? Wait. I will never forget. I will never forget the first time I saw that movie, and I said they done lied to us. They, <laughs> either they done lied to us, or my history teachers lied to me. Because where is this iceberg? When is it gonna <laughs> pop off? I thought the CGI was gonna be incredible. I haven't seen anything. Um, so I know that's where we are, guys. The, the Titanic point, overrated. We can. This is a safe space for that, right? Overrated. Kind of overrated and underrated. Because anytime, anytime it's on the TV, God, I'm like. Man, that there's, does not do that for me at all. There's two movies that my wife says, nope. I don't care if they play in the game. I don't care if it's important. Selena and Titanic. Holly's like, everything must stop. Everything must stop. Drop it. I gotta see it. Uh, you know, it could be any scene in the movie and she and she will watch it. Uh, but yeah, but that's how the Chris Jones things feels. Like, you know, uh, maybe Brett Meach said we talked, and therefore there's no iceberg. We're just, <laughs> ship really isn't going anywhere, I guess, every now is and the then, point. Every now and then, judges will ask um, opposing counsel if they've talked, like, about, you know, resolving a case and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And every now and then, opposing counsel has to be like, yeah, yeah, Your Honor, we've talked. And what that talk consisted of was them sending an email saying, what about this, you jerk? And me sending an email back, why don't you kick rocks? Your client's guilty of sin. Leave me alone. Is it technically true that we talked? I was like, you talked. Yes, that's true. Yes. They didn't go anywhere. You've robbed no. me of hope, which is super fun. Um, <laughs> one, one thing with the with the Bosa thing, a couple of people pointed out in the comments, and they are right about this, that it is important that, you know, Bosa's a lot younger than Jones. This yeah, whole of course, thing, of course, yes. I already ranted I'm, on it last Bosa's week. going to get more money than Chris Jones. I know yes. that. It's just... It's and another... the Cats brothers are going to say, yeah, we'll just take the smack dab middle between Nick Bosa and Aaron Donald. Just right in the middle there, and we're all going to get happy. And that's the, the whole thing. I think I already kind of went off about this last week in terms of why it doesn't make sense to me for him to miss, maybe miss one game to really try to force that final hand. After that, he, unless he's getting pretty bad fiscal advice or if it's about something beyond fiscal uh, gain, then I could see him doing it for those two reasons. Fortunately, yeah. we don't know either of those things, so that's great. I actually, in the intro, in the article I'm writing right now, it's like, let's talk about the Chiefs, the non-Chris Jones edition. <laughs> it's just bumming me out so much. It, look, man, if it makes you feel any better, you're, you're going to have years and years and years to write about the Chiefs without Chris Jones. No. Starts. Why do I talk to you? <laughs> I don't understand how I surrounded myself with people. You're like a Roman 7 friend. And I hate that I love you. Time for to take a quick break here on Only Weird Games. We'll be right back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about the other stuff that happened. Oh, go ahead, Seth. Not being a bad enough friend sure. for you to have to continue sure, this break. No, you, you're a terrific friend. You, well, you are. Let's talk about right. this stuff. Yeah, if we could just if we could just meet somewhere in the middle there and just sort of you know li- just lie a little, I could be an okay friend. It's fine. I could be a replacement level friend. Uh, if I make the roster, I'm good. I might be a practice squad friend. Uh, but one of the uh, one of the additions that that happened after we recorded the inaugural edition of Only Weird Games. By the way, quick aside, thank you everybody who has been so hyped for what this show has been. Just episode one, seeing the charts and everything. Uh, since then, watching the KCSN uh, Chiefs feed rocketing up. Uh, has been uh, has been awesome. So thanks to everybody who's who's tuning in now or uh, tune in for that episode, or hopefully we'll tune in for many more. Uh, but the, uh, the the Chiefs make one move and, and have two hits essentially on the waiver wire uh, after all of the waiver claims were all processed. They lose Khalif Halasi. Uh, he goes to the Cleveland Browns. Had a great preseason. Was going to be a numbers crunch on some level. Felt like for the Chiefs, but then interestingly enough, Halasi out. In comes. 2023, not me this speaking, this last season, 2023, or this April, 2023 draft pick from the fifth round, pick 138 overall. The Chiefs claim former Colts cornerback Darius Rush, again, former Colts for all of training camp, uh, but they end up letting him go. They had a lot of corners on the roster. They drafted a lot of corners uh, in this last uh, draft class. Uh, Julius Brents, second rounder out of K-State, local guy, uh, one of those earlier on. But they let Darius Rush go and the Chiefs swoop in and by the measurables grab an outrageously spagsy corner. And uh, he he fits into this group really well by my eyes, Nate. What did you learn from Brett Veach when he talked about him yesterday? Uh, and what did you think when the move came down? Um, I thought it was pretty shrewd, honestly, just because um, based on everything you hear in Indy, you know, he, he didn't get up to speed just because of some nagging injuries, right? And based on their own roster numbers, um, they feel pretty set at corner. Um, so in one way you feel like Chris Ballard, um, already lost value on a draft pick he made, as you mentioned this April. Um, uh, but if the player's healthy and you feel like the player might be able to get in with the system and maybe be, you know, a, a possible roster elevation candidate by say October, you know, um, in case you have an injury or two then yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the Chiefs are so confident in their evaluation of cornerbacks that if you want, if you let one slip through the cracks, they feel confident enough that we're not just kicking the tires on it necessarily. We're going to actually groom that player. We're actually going to give that player maybe a year or two to really find out who they are and how they fit our system. And not only does the player just, as you mentioned, just, I mean, he just screams Steve Spagnuolo. Dave 6200 Mary. basically, right? I mean, it's yeah. right there with those other guys. I mean, somebody call Sam Madison with the Dolphins and be like, did you see that on the transaction report? And did you... How'd you guys let him get by? That's, the... another, that's another part of it, Nate, is the Chiefs are claiming 32. I yes. I was surprised he made it all the way there. Yes. I, I actually told uh, Mike Simpson, you know, my editor for The Athletic, I was like, don't expect the Chiefs to claim anybody. Because they're 32. It makes it legitimately makes no sense. But that tells you how much the cornerback position has now become a commodity within the league. And the fact that, you know, if you're a cornerback and you have, you know, traits, as they say, you're going to get second and third and even fourth chances just because it's such a passing league. Um, so if everybody feels good at corner or they've already taken, you know, cornerbacks that they maybe had a similar grade or a higher grade and previous draft classes then this is how this happens you don't know what my favorite part is josh i sure I, do because i saw it on on twitter or x formerly known as twitter whatever it, whatever the hell this thing is now uh it still controls my life to a large degree that i don't uh, want it uh, 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 really uh, depressing. but look we all got to figure out how to get people that news from x field and arrowhead stadium so it's field. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the x oh, okay. that would actually be it. I can't wait for somebody to say that. 
But the the best part was, you know, we see the athletic scale, the athletic score. You just quote tweet with Steve Spagnuolo's face. It's it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Thank and you. then as I saw this, you know what I thought of? Now this is a you know, we're gonna do this from time to time, but this is an old and goodie, a, a classic from from Time Czar's era. Where where did he go to school, Josh? Where where did he go to school? Where did he well, Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Hey, hey, Josh, tell me, where is South Carolina on the Mason-Dixie line? It's not below it. Don't let Trinity Cup is the outlier. Do not let the outlier. Do not let do not let a little Washington Washington yes. State kind of thing get in mm-hmm. the way of the true vision mm-hmm. here. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. going south. No, yeah. that, that south of the line or Washington Washington State. Don't even talk to them if you're not a quarter who went north and not in a school that starts with Washington. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, it's <laughs> yes, probably like Washington Community College somewhere where there's some dude that's like. It's gonna be me. Yeah, like <laughs> you gotta imagine that they watch corners from USC and they're like, "What are we?" Doing? I mean, What's the point? We What's know the point? who we are, California corner. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, you know, hey, I'm sure at some point Dion's gonna get a really good corner to go to Colorado because of obviously his his legacy in football. Hmm? Like, hey, I know about some other team's gonna get a really good player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, hey, son. I'm Deion Sanders. Bro, half the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Come down here. You know we're going to get you right. First, second round pick. You know who's not coming to scout you? The, the Super, Bowl Super Bowl champ. The Super Bowl champ. Like, I mean, it, 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 it was the first thing I saw on the waiver wire. I was like, hold on. Let, where did he go to? Sc- oh, yes. 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 Already he's set up for success. So good, and, and also kind of interesting in the uh, in the the Chiefs cornerback room where Nazi mm-hmm. Johnson looked like he was getting real work before yep. his season ended uh, in training camp, and there's been a lot um, both from Dave Merritt and Steve Spagnuolo a couple of times where they've talked about that CB three battle between uh, Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson, and there being some inconsistencies there, and you know not making the same mistake twice. Seeming like something that the corners might actually be failing to do by not making. Making the same, they're making some right, similar right. mistakes over and over is what it sounds like. Uh, but I also have to acknowledge that might be what the coaches are saying up there at the podium because it's what they want those guys to be working on. So I don't know how dire that is, Seth. Uh, but but having having Rush added to the mix and having another corner that really fits that prototype. Uh, also, as Brett Veach says yesterday, no no short term IR stints from any of the guys who made the fifty three, um, including Legarius Sneed, who we've seen for like. 30 minutes more than we've seen Chris Jones this offseason, it feels like. <laughs> uh, what do you make of the cornerback room right now, and have you had a chance to look at anything from Darius Rush? I have not looked at anything from Darius Rush. I'd be shocked. Did you he... guys, did you guys, I'm sorry I asked you a question and then interrupted you, Seth. Welcome oh, to I... Only Weird Games. I'm the same Oh, I me. saw it. Oh, 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 I saw it. Don't worry. Don't see what? I saw it. In the KC Sports Network draft guide, one of the most tremendous resources uh, anywhere in the world for Chiefs fans, and I said that before we did the show here, um, their pro comp for uh, Darius Rush, their pro comparison, Bo Pete Keys. Perfect. Say no I mean, more. I mean, where, you guys. And, and, and where did he go to school? Where did he go to school, guys? Down south. He went to he went to Tulane. Tulane. That's 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 deep below the Mason Dixie line. Okay. Hey, we don't we don't. Hey, DiCaprio Boodle, he the exception. Okay. Joshua Williams is the rule. All right. Like, <laughs> that's the way it works. I know people have mentioned Keith Taylor, um, which is really interesting. He's already been in the league uh, with, with Carolina, of course. Yes, he went to Washington. Um, again, you, you, you got to have a couple outliers to throw him off the scent. Problem that's- is, I'm telling you, it's, I can smell the scent all the time. Okay. <laughs> like, go to the senior bowl, look at all the cornerbacks. Is he below the Mason Dixie line? I know who they're talking to. I know exactly who they talk to. <laughs> yeah, that saves me the trouble of even looking at the film. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> he the only way he gets on the field this year is if there's a disaster of unbelievable proportions. Like <laughs> I mean probably, yes. Now now they've shown though they'll start to throw guys in. Uh what I said to one person who asked me about about the guy, I don't know anything about him. Everyone knows I don't know much about college ball. 
I look at the guys as they come in. If there's one thing that I would bet strongest on when it comes to Brett Veach and Steve Spagnolo, they have it seemingly figured out the cornerback position. Like any guy they grab is going to at least reach a certain level of competency, it seems like. Because like Josh Williams might not be ready to be like a full-time starter maybe, but he, he'd start on some teams in this league. Make no mistake. And here, opening day, probably going to be CB4. Because Watson's going to... It's always Watson. It's always Watson. The man is inevitable. He is just... He is the, the reborn Sean Smith. Classy with job Breland without some of the other stuff. I um, I loved both of those guys here. I and did, both yeah, of them, what they were now, Both of them did have some off-the-field issues that did pop up. Sean Smith uh, also, I don't know if you remember any of his, uh, I think, post-playing career. Um, had a sort of interesting one. Yeah, it was a big uh-oh. Yeah, no, a little... If I, if I have my story straight, the, there's, some, there's some interesting <laughs> stuff in the Sean Smith. I don't want to go all the way down that path because I'm not going to be able to get us back out, and I can't remember all the details. That's fair. Um, can I let me let me just see if this passes the the sniff test for you guys because what you just said, Seth, on the you know the Chiefs seem to have their formula on corners, and then not just because of Washington, but because of the trade up and the first round pick. Trent McDuffie is the outlier in terms of what they've invested in a guy. Is is it fair? I'm really workshopping this take out loud here, so you can, it's it won't hurt my feelings. It's not fair, but is it is it fair that to to, to see that the Chiefs have a plan where they can get their floor up high with a bunch of 6'2 dudes who are around 200 pounds so they can coach up for for a training camp. Who, who are they, good tacklers. Yep. Yes. The, 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 with their tackle. prototypes, they can they can get a good group. But the reason they went and got Trey McDuffie is because by not, not because of, but, but while not fitting the type, the prototype for the Chiefs, they see him as having superstar potential, which I think we, we all kind of do at this point. Mm-hmm. Is is that a fair kind of assessment of the the Chiefs have four or five or six dudes that have a lot in common and then Trent McDuffie? It is. It's also something that's often said sooner or later in the NFL, especially you got to play man coverage Dang. sooner or later. It's no matter how good you scheme it up, no matter how how smart you are, how good your 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 pressure looks are, all of that. Sooner or later, you are going to need a few corners who can play man coverage. And so, you know, when the Chiefs move on from Charverius Ward, a guy who's a very competent coverage corner, they knew that, okay, we need to bring in another guy. We'll see what they do with Legereus Steve. But I, I really think the biggest thing, they've been pretty honest about this, they didn't expect to be anywhere near Trent McDuffie. But when you watch his college film and then his rookie film, you can see why. They figured that dude was gone in the teens. But I do think eventually you need a guy that you can count on to play man coverage and say, okay, we're going to forget about you over there, you know, depending on who you're up against, because unless you're prime Revis, you know, there's some guys you still don't just forget about. But we're going to forget about you for the most part. And okay, what are these other 10 dudes going to do? Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to do that. And with, with McDuffie, it just so happens that he's got a high-level skill set for a number of the same things that Legereus Steed does well. He's just not quite as big. That sounds great to me, which uh, Seth only leaves one other thing for you to do right now, which is to tell us uh, some great news and some great things about our friends over at DraftKings. I am so glad you asked, Josh. You know what? Football season started and college football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer. Start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet $5. That's this many dollars on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. I don't know about you, I failed math constantly, but 200 is a lot more than five. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast, but one thing that's a lock is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Something like, oh, I don't know, you give $5 and you get 200 Nice more fun when you're on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code KCSN. That's the code KCSN. New customers score 200 dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars you got five over here you got way more over here on college football you can bet on that only on DraftKings Sportbook with the code KCSN the crown is yours you've got a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER this is for people 21 and over physically present in Kansas 
Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. ACSN is going to make a proper broadcaster out of you by the end of this, Seth. We are cooking with chaos. That's a professional looking. Wow. I mean, did you feel that? That was that final infinity stone right there. <laughs> Just. I can parent. I can husband. I can lawyer. I can pastor. And now I can do gambling spots. You can draft kings, baby. I can't do all those at the same time, though. Like, no, that just seems impractical. <laughs> but, yeah. um, well, look, I, I got to be honest, Seth. That was a shockingly good performance by you. I mean, would have been the biggest shock of my week if the Chiefs hadn't seen Shane Bichelle go to Buffalo. Um, I don't actually think that has to be the, the biggest takeaway of the, the, the uh, practice squad coming together, guys. But uh, a few names that I will highlight here that we thought would probably go this way. But I mentioned... Lacey, it picked up on waivers, so everybody else was eligible to return to the Chiefs practice squad. Um, that is Austin Ryder, Dion Bush, Danny Shelton, uh, both running backs, Deneric Prince and LeMichael Pirine, Matt Bushman, Cornell Powell, uh, Reese Taylor, uh, Echo Boydo, Cole yep. Christensen, Chris uh, Oladukin. Did I get it right? I get his Oladukin. name wrong every time. Oladukin. Finally got it. Chris uh, Oladukin. And uh, Montreal Washington, Garrett Prince, Keith Taylor, Truman Jones, Darian Kennard was a late ad. I don't know what if he was weighing his options or if the Chiefs were weighing their options. Uh, then uh, Chris Williams and Matt Dickerson, who the Chiefs uh, waived in order to make room uh, for Rush. Yes. If I have my order of operations all correct. So that's that's the full list of everybody that I've got at least written down here. Um, I think I'm correct on the yep. uh, the list there. What what jumped out to you guys? We, we talked a little bit on Tuesday about Darian Kennard uh, being you know a, a recent draft pick who was cut. Had some expectations about those veterans. Uh, Echo Boydo, the uh, K-Stater, makes the uh, makes the squad. Truman Jones, really, out of Harvard. Great news for me, personally. I've just been, I've been excited about this <laughs> project for a minute. Um, no uh, Bushell, which I mentioned. No Josh yeah. Pindo. Um, Nico Armillo on IR, and uh, they'd have, <clears throat> or he'll just be on the IR. Uh, right. What, what was surprising or, or interesting there to you guys? Any, any names? Uh, pop out to you that were on the list or ones who weren't. Yeah, the um, the the running back competition continues between P. Ryan and Prince. Uh, I you would have to say right now that you know P. Ryan has the advantage. If the Chiefs do need a a fourth running back on the active roster for a game day or two, um, you know as I've said or written before, like I I think the expectation was Danny Shelton was going to come back. Um, so that was the case. I think Matt Bushman may have had a couple options. Um, you know, it'll be fascinating next week to sort of talk to him in the locker room and get his perspective because, um, you know, he's caught touchdowns in preseason games for consecutive years now. Uh, the tight end position is in a little bit of a flux, um, especially from the bottom half based on some of the things that I've heard. So it's good that they got him back. So they still have legitimately four tight ends, even though Bushman has yet to play um, in an NFL regular season game. So that, sort of jumped out to me um yeah I think I think Darian Kennard has a chance to play in this league the easiest way to do that is to be coached by Andy Heck in an Andy Reid offense with continuity within the system especially as you go from tackle to guard he's a much better guard than he was a tackle a year ago um and so the Chiefs as we said last episode took a gamble and they succeed by obviously retaining that asset for right now I don't know what's going to happen with Joshua Kando. Uh, I don't, has anybody heard anything? Uh, I don't this think might be so. news. This might be news to me as well. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, but you know, he didn't show the progress that we thought maybe would be possible this preseason round. And then lastly, with Shane Bouchel, you know, it's one of those things where the guy's been in the system three years, and so I think there's a bit of, or he had, excuse me, he had been in the chief system for three years, so if he felt like the coaching staff didn't trust the progress he had made or he didn't make as much of progress as they felt was necessary to keep that third quarterback, especially when you know that player can be active and elevated without necessarily having to be a part of the inactive list. Um, I think, I think there was, I think there was a lot of, 
I think there was just a level of disappointment from Shane Bouchel that um, I understand why Veach said uh, basically there was no chance of him returning to the practice squad. So it's a case where Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, you know, probably felt like, hey, you know, we could have, you know, three quarterbacks. I think the Chris Jones situation kind of has a little bit of a factor in this play um, because you need as many defensive linemen, whether or not Chris is going to be there or not week one. Uh, So the Matt Dickerson situation is part of this. They obviously traded for Neil Farrell. Um, You know, so that may have played a role in it. And because it's early enough in the season, Andy Reid probably made the decision that having two quarterbacks, again, as we talked about before, having a veteran in Blaine Gabbert that you can trust, who knows himself, who has played, you know, NFL games before. If Patrick Mahomes is healthy and Blaine Gabbert's healthy and he's adjusting to the system, you know, in a competent level, do we do we truly need the third guy on opening night, even though he could technically be in uniform? So when you put all those factors together, that is mostly what led to the decision. And um, the Bills have made the decision, it seems, to potentially have three quarterbacks be available on opening day for their roster, and Shane Bouchelle appears to be that third option. It, can I, I, I gotta, I'm going to make one correction. I don't think I mentioned Chu Godrick, uh, Jason Godrick, uh, also known as. The Chiefs actually have a 17-player practice squad because he's Correct. the Nigerian uh, international. who did not go to a, an American college and is a part of the international pathway <laughs> program. So he was, he had, the Chiefs had a 91-man roster before cutdowns began, and now they have a 17-man pra- practice squad as Godric is a part of that. It's kind of, it's kind of a cool little detail. Yeah. Um, I think I glossed it. That's what you got. I was just going to, um, just to cut something off at the pass with Shane Bouchelle. Uh-oh. I under- he's been in Andy Reid's system for three years, yes. Got to tell them all the secrets. If that sort of, if that, if that sort of thing made a difference. I'm just telling you the facts, Seth. You would, you would have seen Jeez. it. Numerous times over the course of Andy Reid's very lengthy career, uh, it's not everything that the Chiefs do and put on film is broken down and analyzed in unbelievable detail by the Bills and everyone else. Okay? Shane Michelle can go in there and maybe tell them a little bit about like their terminology and stuff, but that doesn't help. And Andy Reid's systems, they're not necessarily like a huge secret. It's the way that he disguises them and unfolds them, which changes week to week. And the Chiefs have done some installs, sure. But Shane Michelle is not Andy Reid. And unless Andy Reid signs with the Bills, it's not its not going to be a thing. I promise you guys. You you might see a thing or two, but like by the time they play the Bills, where do they play the Bills? Week, like week something. Week yeah, it's, it's week, week something for sure. Week That's what, yeah, it ain't, it's literally it ain't, the, it ain't yeah. the first six. By the way, I, yeah. I treat these things much like coaches. If it ain't in the first six, like that that thing is. Yeah. Like it's, get back to me. Later. I'll look it up it's now. Later. It's gone. Yeah. I just wanted to reassure Week people something. that. And you know what? I just saw a really good uh, comment from, from my buddy Glenn here. Andy has not only lost players, he's lost coaches and mm-hmm. dominates them regularly. And he does. That is, Andy is just, he is overall, and I've got a lot of respect for a lot of the assistants he's lost over the years, but Andy is the system. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes is the system. What we've learned about, like, you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they were in the system. You had the greatest defensive mind of all time with the greatest, to that point, quarterback of all time. That was the system. It really had very little to do with anything else they did. That's just blind luck. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. It was it, They are set to play the Bills on week 14 in Arrowhead Stadium. All right. Yeah, that's a long time. Shane, Shane we, we saw what you did. We appreciate you. I yeah. mean, you know, you you got you got some skills, dog. No doubt, no doubt. You got an arm. You know, you can you can sling that thing. You know. Now, obviously, and you watch know, that as, robber, man. As uh, Sean McDermott, I've uh, you know I've been around Andy Reid from time to time. I used to be his assistant, you know, way back when in, in Philly, and you know, we brought you here for a reason, son. <laughs> um, we we need we need a third quarterback. And, uh, you know, we had some of the guys, you know, we had, we had Glenn Dorsey look at the tape. You, you remember watching Glenn Dorsey in Miami? He was something. That dude had all the dudes. Anyway, 
I'm out. Um, I'm, I'm out. Only, Nate. Nate. Yes. Nate. Nate. Did I get you his just, name wrong? You just made him Glenn Dorsey. You just made Ken Dorsey, Glenn Dorsey, Dorsey. And now we all get to yeah. remember Glenn Dorsey for a little bit. That's the best. Yeah, all right. And that dude was stout against the run. He was stout. I love Glenn Dorsey. I love Tyson look, Jackson a little less. And then it just sort of declined a little bit. Look, look, Ken, Ken's played the position, all right? He sees the talent. By the way, go look at that early 2000s Miami team if you get some time on YouTube. My God. Um, but also... That was before they played play, They paid players, though. That's right. Uh, before, <laughs> way before. Way before. No way before things got... No one was getting the bag on that team. <laughs> Clinton Portis. I mean... I mean, there's so many guys. Santana Moss. They they had a had Killing Whistle. They had a squad. Um, it, did you did you ever heard of G Reg? Did you ever heard of G Reg with the third leg? That's a different day and era. Anyway, look, son. I'm only gonna ask you once. Take any screenshots? <laughs> did you photocopy anything? Did you did you happen to? Yeah. Did you happen to? Uh, did you happen to bring your a phone recorder on? Did, did you, you happen to thumbnail? You got the thumb drive? Did you, did down, you, did you, did you download the the latest updates before before they brought you in? Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, Bob will tell you where your locker is, but if you can, <laughs> if you can send us that thing, if you can send me that thing, that'll really help out. What what was that? We play them in week fourteen, and it might not matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna need to. I'm still gonna need to get some eyes on it. You know, I'm gonna take and, those. Yeah, we'll we'll take those. So, look, um, learn from Josh. Learn from Josh. You know, make the best of it. Uh, all these quarterbacks don't want another. By the way, guys, it's it's not a secret. So, um, it's just it's just fun to be like, hey, so what you guys do up there at uh St. Joseph this year? Anything different? Anything anything Pat's trying to do differently? You know, I, I just I just. I have to ask once, you know, from, hey, a, from, Shane, from one I, gentleman to another. Shane, I don't want to get you in trouble, but, you know, when you guys go inside for practice, we just we don't know what's going on in there. So just make noises in response to me yeah. saying some things. I would love it if the Bills decided to just take our bit and try to use it to a competitive advantage. I think that would be the hilarious, most hilarious way this could possibly go. The Just the idea of, like, look, son, I have to ask. You know it. I know it. Just anything. Yeah. Anything you can tell us will be worth your contract and then some. So, you know, if you're if you're around in week 14, just uh just come by my office. We uh, we got to wrap this up a little bit so Nate can um end and begin another beautiful year of marriage. Um so I want to I want to, you know, try to respect our timeline and also I think I don't know if you guys texted me back. We're we're like as live as you oh, get boy. right now. Here we go. Yeah. Well, we think it. Here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that this upcoming week we do Tuesday, Friday, because we'll have the same space between. We wouldn't do a show on Monday with holiday, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a holiday. Yep. We could do uh -huh. a little Tuesday, a little Friday. I don't know if if I the vibe check. We feeling like that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the, if you're in the comments, let us know. But yeah, that that sounds doable to me. Okay. Um, given so thir given Thursday is the legitimate start of the season yes and then that way also we're doing because we you know we usually will do our preview episodes on a thursday going into friday to have some time to marinate on all that tuesday yes. though we're just gonna be two days out from a football game from the kickoff of the 2020 season that makes me very happy uh yeah but also also that means i don't know when seth's gonna get to start his fight with john elway and i want to oh, allow oh let's let's for that Okay, let's end on this. Let's give let's give ten minutes. I'm gonna give you guys ten minutes. Yes, it's my it's, it's Holly's and I's, you know, now wedding want, anniversary. No, I want I want ten minutes of just watching my two two of my favorite friends just torch a man who's in the Hall of Fame, played in five Super Bowls, I believe, and you know just has memorable moment after memorable moment. But yes, analytically, statistically, I test. I remember a lot of Nathan Peterman's moments too. I mean, I'm just like, oh my God. This isn't mine. This is, here's Seth, the the entire will be yours. I'm going to, I'm going to push back. But Seth, he went down the field against the Cleveland Browns when I can't name anybody else on the field. By the way, if you watch that game on the NFL, they played that game on the NFL Network like a few weeks, months ago. I mean, I do this from time to time. I'm like, what? sport is this this is yeah. barbaric 
It's... And this is even, <laughs> and this is 1980s football. Like, oh my god, he just clotheslined the quarterback, yeah. and everybody <laughs> it was cheered. It was what? A... Yeah, and everyone what was is like... this? What is this sport? This looks so <laughs> bad. Like, stomping on a dude, and the rest like yes, fist. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? I mean, look, all yeah. the yard penalty on the guy who got stumped on for being a little baby. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, I'll give John. John Elway credit on this. He got the living you-know-what kicked out of him in that game and then somehow led them down the field for a game-winning touchdown. That, to me, is probably the the height of his – like, that is the apex moment of his career because, guys, his offensive line stunk in that game, and he was scrambling and trying to make chicken out of you-know-what. And, look. It helps when you play the Cleveland Browns in the AFC Championship game because you're just automatically going to advance. Um, <laughs> but he did lead them down a, a, a. I mean, they call it the drive for a reason. It's a drive, but also. Bad heavy on a drive. <laughs> true. So true. God, that was excellent. So that's my best argument in favor of John Elway, other than my own eyes. And Seth, go ahead. Heal I am man. not. I am Do not. Do him almost... what we've done to Troy Aikman already. I am not the expert in this field, okay? I need to give credit to my my good friend, fellow lawyer, it's always Sunny and Chiefs Kingdom podcaster, Austin, known as Bird Law Expert there on Twitter. You got to give him a follow. He created an incredible thread on John Elway's stats. And one of these days, we should just have him on to talk about this in more detail. And what he did is he did it the way you would expect a lawyer to. He made the argument, look, he starts off, John Elway was not a great quarterback, here's proof. And what he starts doing is just going through argument after argument. So he talks about the um, statistics and stuff. And everyone's already accepted, well, John Elway's statistics are not good. You look at it. And what's the automatic answer that anyone's going to give to that, Josh? To to his stats not being good? Yeah, to his stats being bad. Well, I somebody told me at one point, you got to go beyond the box score. Yeah. I test. Absolutely. <laughs> now, the other thing that person probably told you is over a 20-year sample size, that helps. But the other thing is you got to adjust for era, right? No. Mm-hmm. you got to adjust for era. It was a yes, different sir. game back then. This is just These are just numbers, okay? So, first of all, well, let's start with a basic thing. Patrick Mahomes has thrown for, hold on, let's, uh, let's pull this up here, a total of, in the regular season, 192 touchdowns. John Elway threw for a total of 300 touchdowns. That was over the course of approximately 20 billion years. Whereas Mahomes has been playing for six years. Oh, but say, oh, no, I'm sorry, he's been playing for five. And he's two-thirds of the way there. I don't know why two-thirds rings a bell to me. 66%, some could say. Some might even say he's already got the same number as touchdowns and he didn't have Terrell Davis carry him to both of them. Wow. But, so here's here's what I'm going to say. These are just numbers, okay? These are just also, numbers. Also, uh, Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, on the, on, the, on the unbelievable. I watched that. You guy. say he belongs there because there's he's really only in the Hall of Fame for three seasons. Four three. seasons is enough to get into the Hall of Fame, and I will fight you to the death over this, Taylor, because we're oh, going to talk dude, about. Hey, I, I, I was Charles is better at his peak than Terrell Davis was, right? I, I mean, this is it. Look, I wasn't a well, reporter. What are we doing now? I wasn't a reporter. I wasn't a part of the Hall of Fame voting committee. I wasn't. All I'm saying is, I guess it, I guess Denver was on. Also, this reminds me of the 90s that Denver was on national television all the time, back when national television mattered, back when we were going to the bars to see uh, non-direct TV games or whatever. Um, but no, Terrell Davis is only in the Hall of Fame for three legitimate seasons. It's kind of, it's 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 something. So if he's in the Hall of Fame, then of course John Elway's in the Hall of Fame. But, Seth, continue. Terrell Davis at one point in his career was one of the best two running backs in the league, or the best. John Elway was never once during the course of his entire career the best quarterback in the league. So here's, I'm just going to talk about numbers, because that's just an opinion, right? So here's a couple things. First of all, again, John Elway, total career passing touchdowns, 300. Patrick Mahomes, 192. Patrick Mahomes, although this is a knock against him, he has thrown, uh, let's see, 49 interceptions. John Elway threw 226. <laughs> his his touchdown interception ratio is not even two to one. It's not even close. 
So, all right. But hey, Seth, it was a different you, you era. Can't, you can't it, have a fourth quarter comeback if you don't throw the ball to the other team yeah. a few times. Fourth oh, quarter man. comeback, you're winning the whole time. Well, here's so this is again all credit to Austin. That the frame. Nineteen <laughs> different quarterbacks. Two just numbers. Started one hundred plus games between nineteen eighty three and nineteen ninety eight. John Elway's career. Here's where Elway ranks: completion percentage, sixteenth of nineteen. Touchdown percentage, thirteenth of nineteen. Interception percentage, tenth of nineteen. Quarterback rating, fourteenth of nineteen. Yards per attempt, <laughs> ten. Adjusted net yards per attempt, one of the better stats of coverage. 11th out of 19 dudes that started 100-plus games in that time frame. He was at the bottom of half. But no, 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 come on, come on, come on. That's not fair. Anyway, he didn't have any help. There wasn't anyone that was ever helping him out. If you look at was, some things that happened, it was just him and Shannon Sharp and like dudes, man. Oh, Come on, just, oh, just like a, you know. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> John Elway never led the league in passing touchdowns. Never led the league in quarterback rating. Never led the league in yards per attempt. These are these are just these are just numbers. These are just facts. But hey, said these numbers are no good. What about something like a big deal, like oh I don't know, DYAR, you know, yards above replacement, right? That's a big deal. Did you know that John Elway was top eight in DYAR in 10 different seasons? That's pretty impressive. Except, is it? Top eight in 10 different seasons when he played that long. He was also in the bottom half of the league in five full seasons. He was in the bottom five twice and was literally the worst quarterback in the league one year in DYAR. He was number one once. He was in the top five in his entire career four times top five four times and that that's not a guy that you talk about as an all-time great and these are these are adjusted metrics for his time period so the only thing you're allowed to say is oh well he had complete total garbage teams around him maybe i guess but then what you're implicitly admitting then is that he wasn't good enough to raise up those teams but Seth, he won a lot of games. You know what? His win percentage at an all-time is really, really good. But you know what's kind of interesting about that? Uh-oh, where's my piece of paper that I was looking at earlier? It's kind of interesting when you look at this. Your Honor. John Elway's career prior to Mike Shanahan and Terrell Davis. Here we go. Regular season record was 94-64. and 64. His playoff record was 7-6. and six. Both of those are, are solid. Solid. I mean, it's like on the same level as like I don't know Eli Manning. Now Eli yes! Manning, five hundred guy. Oh, yes! Eli's, hey, 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 hey! Eli's keeping it all, baby. You can look at this best quarterback win percentages in history. Where's Jimmy Garoppolo? You can look at these things on stat views. He wouldn't have even been the top twenty or the top thirty if you're talking about guys that actually started hundred games plus. However, Andrew Mike Shanahan. And that zone blocking system that nobody with could some, stop with some naked bullets sprinkled Davis, in, who ran it better than anyone. Then his regular season record becomes forty-seven and seventeen. His playoff record seven and one. Pretty good. Don Elway, pretty good. Good quarterback. Um, do, good it, quarterback. It, All time great. Not by the numbers. <laughs> not by winning without Terrell Davis. It just there's nothing in there. He gets talked about. Now I'm not saying John Elway's a bad quarterback. He's certainly not. But, but you're, if you're talking about guys that get talked about on the Mount Rushmore, that's exactly what it is to me. He's time. on Mount Rushmore talk all the time. Talk about like that all the time. And the reality is, a guy like Dan Marino was lapping him from day one. And the reality is, he just didn't have remotely the same production as any of the other guys relative to their peers that other elite quarterbacks have. You, if you talk about Manning, uh, Brady, or even Mahomes. It, it, and once you get to a sample size of 20 years, I think that yeah, matters. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Also, what happens in, is it 97 or 98? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but if Tony Gonzalez is, if Tony Gonzalez catches the touchdown in the end zone and they review it, and by all eye tests necessary, his feet are in the end zone. It's, it's one of the most um, 
because that was early in Tony Gonzalez's career. It's one of the most sliding doors moments in NFL 90s history is if Tony Gonzalez is deemed in the end zone and it's a touchdown, you know what it does? It puts John Elway in kind of another legacy moment of down by whatever right in the fourth quarter instead of Elvis Skirbach down in the fourth quarter. <laughs> now <you're> like, <laughs> no, that you're so right. There was this like this sliding doors moment. Yeah. I have one more thing that I want people to to understand here. In 1981, under Dan Reeves, a 38-year-old Craig Morton, again, this is Austin, he had a 59.8 completion percentage, 3,200 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. The 16-game averages that Elway had under Dan Reeves are all worse than what 38-year-old Craig Morton did with Dan Reeves in 1981. But yet, it's Dan Reeves' fault. So yeah. John Elway couldn't make Dan Reeves' system better than 38-year-old Craig Morton. Now, is this true? I don't know, but it's interesting. You got They're just numbers. These are just numbers. Steve Watson cut 60 passes for 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns in 1981. But Seth, he... The next six years with Elway, he never went through more than 1170. It's just but interesting. But Seth, he, he lifted his 36-year-old body off the ground and got helicoptered. I mean, come on. I mean, come That's on. True. Oh, gamer, good quarterback, incredible physical talent, doesn't even belong got to the to play, and let alone the Mount Rushmore. And by the way, got to play the Dirty Burr Falcons for the legacy two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. No. Game. I mean, what? timing is everything, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they beat an all-great Packers team in 97 that was trying to go back-to-back, of course. But in 98... I mean, we all know who the best team was that year. Oh, we all do. We yeah. all know who the best team was that year. They just didn't even didn't play the Super Bowl. It's so uh, it's tragic. Just, it's so look, tragic. Man, we don't need to talk about that. I I have so oh. many people I love who they can't even talk about 1998 because that was a whole of that the sports world has hardly seen. And as a Chiefs yeah, man, man, I've experienced some really bad moments. I've never experienced something like what happened to the Vikings in 98. That, it doesn't get worse. Gary Anderson hadn't missed a field goal all year. All, all season, yep. yep. How does yep, it yep. happen? And they yep, yep, roll yep. that Broncos team. Anyway, none of this is to say that da- that damn real, that John Elway is not a good quarterback. He's just not out on the about Rushmore, doesn't belong in any top 10 conversations. Not remotely. Great highlights, though. Good quarterback. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the crazy thing is, I think Peyton Manning played a a harder opponent in the Chicago Bears with Rex Grossman. Grossman. <laughs> John Elway played against the Falcons, uh, who Dirty Bird their way into the Super Bowl. God, I loved the Dirty Bird back in the day. I was doing it every day <laughs> on the playground. Doing it every day on the playground. But yeah, the you know, from a legacy standpoint, you know, if you're a two time Super Bowl winning quarterback, you are automatically into the Hall of Fame. Yep. To your point though, Seth. Uh, that's you should have been in the room when when they were voting on this because you would have been perhaps the one or very in the minority of people who were like, "Are we sure he's good? Are we sure? Are we sure?" But then they're gonna say the drive and five Super Bowls yeah, and the helicopter and uh, you know Denver was cool <laughs> and they were on a lot of national television games. I think that made a big difference. He played in a lot of prime time national TV games for a quote-unquote West Coast team in our country in the 90s. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Seth, but you're, you you made a persuasive argument. And Did you know that John Elway was never named to the first team All-Pro his entire career? That's, I am shocked by that, actually. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think that is shocking because he played in the same era as Joe Montana, and I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. A, but, a legitimate, a legitimate but, Mount Rushmore quarterback. And I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, if I'm you're sorry. a Mount Rushmore quarterback, you win that one time at least. Brady had to play. Uh, people get bored, dude. People get bored. No. They like they like to give the MVP to somebody who's not Jordan if they can come up with a reason to. I mean, by the way, uh, an argument can be made that Randall Cunningham's peak season is better than any any John Elway peak season. Any, I'm here for that conversation. We're all on the Rand- same page again. This is great. We're friends again. Yeah. So you know, 
I mean, they went from Montana to Steve Young, guys. Yeah, I actually doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that John Elway was never first team All Pro because like Dan Marino exists, Steve Young exists, Warren Moon exists, uh, real Jim elite K- quarterbacks. Jim Kelly exists, and Joe Montana exists. I'm I, not even, I think I'm that not, all. Yeah, I think that that all lines up, and, and and like Seth said, right now it's his pinned tweet at Real Bird Lawyer on Twitter or formerly on Geha. Uh, at Real Bird Lawyer, if you want, it's his pinned tweet that you can read along all of the work that Austin did there. Uh, but I, I mean, I think we can all agree that ultimately it, it's not a matter of is this a good quarterback or a, a bad quarterback. It's a matter of, yeah, we can all see that John Elway and, and Eli Manning and Troy Aikman all kind of deserve to be in that same bucket of yeah, guys who won the rings on the back of other people's work. I mean, that's not, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. Yeah, and managers. And managers. It's just to name some people. There's like three random ones. These are just names. And of the three, do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I love Eli Manning. Who's going in the Hall of Fame? Come on, guys. I'm He's already there. He's yeah, already there. No, Eli's I, great. And I'd I'm be the undefeated team with a helmet catch. I'm in the I'm, Hall of Fame. <laughs> I will say this. John Elway, better than Troy Aikman. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, I mean, come on, Seth. I'm just saying. Pick a good quarterback. He saved my career. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude episode two of Only Weird Games, where we're all of a sudden dunking on Troy Aikman again. How do we do this? I don't know. How? Time is Guys, a flat circle. How? All right. Jeez. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.